Welcome everyone to episode number eight of the Outrage. For the first time since we started this thing all the way back in September, we've done two days or two episodes in a row, week to week. So yeah, it's welcome good. in here to episode eight. I'm Spencer Byers alongside Big Al, Alain Cavillon, and I believe I say your last name right, don't I? That's pretty good. Yeah, it's better than uh, Cavillon. <laughs> or any anything else that I've heard since my time here at yeah. uh, at the college, but yeah. Or actually, no, I've heard worse. I always say, I think I've said this in previous episodes, but um, I was in a hockey tournament in Sudbury once, and this kid reads the back of my jersey with my last name on it, and he says, Kovalin. Kovalin? Like you're Russian. Kovalin. And I was like, man, what the heck? That's not even close. That, no, like there's an o, there is an O in my last name, but it's at the end. Yeah, it, so, it sounds like he took a bunch of letters like it's Q- out U- and had a bunch of letters in. Like Q-U-E-V-I-L-L-O-N. That's how you spell my last name. But like, anyways. I think I spelled. I think I think it's in the uh, bio. Yeah, it's good. No, like, yeah, it's fine. You're like one of the better ones to nail my my name. Well, I, I should. I've said you it. should. Yeah, I, I've said it a couple, quite know, a few times. You, who who nails it and surprise? Oh, Ray Ray Williams here at the college actually says my name pretty darn good, and uh, like, it's surprising because like his like English is so like because he, you know what I mean like making descent. So his English is very proper. Oh, it's okay, English. that makes sense. Okay, there you go. But anyways, I, that's that's one thing I was impressed. I was like, wow, like, because you know, English is like I think it's the only language he speaks. But unless there's something uh, I don't uh, know, probably but. a dialect as well. Anyways, <laughs> I speak six patois. So, um, you you had some things you wanted to touch on yeah, today. So, so like, let's let's run we're, that. We're gonna start off with um, a very important topic to me, and right. we're gonna I'm gonna give it to you out, but yep. I'm gonna give some preface. So Kay. I. Have been sick the past couple of days. I talked about how I've still de- I'm actually still dealing with my my ear. Yeah, still I, blocked t- up. I hear it a little bit now that you so, mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, my ear's still blocked up, so I can't really hear myself, let alone you. But we'll, we'll that's deal with why that. you want the headset. Spencer. No, it's, I'll give all, you the it's all good. No, all right, I, I right. can hear out of my left ear fine. It's just my right ear is completely blocked. Okay, like it's fair like enough. Good sixty percent. I can't hear out of it. But anyway, so crazy. I've been coughing a lot recently, so I took Thursday and Friday off of school. So I was at home all weekend on my couch, just resting. Sunday. Day, it's like Sunday, Saturday, like I'll Sunday, say night. Sunday during the day. Yeah, Sunday night, but Saturday night I felt okay. So, okay, like, okay Sunday I'm going to wake up early and I watch some college basketball. I felt I was going to be up to it. So, I, I get up, I watch. The first game I wanted to watch was Kansas State versus Kentucky, 3 versus 16 at 240 on Sunday. So, I get up, I get ready, I watch the game. We get to halftime. Kansas State is up by th- three on okay. Kentucky, yes. who were the favorite going into the game, which made no sense to me to begin with, but. Right. Follow me with this. Okay. Leo Rounds yes. and Sam Mitchell, the two were the two analysts on the panel for TSN, who mm-hmm. was the broadcasting part writer I was watching at the time. Yep. Both of them decide during the halftime hit in between the co- the halves, decide they're going to slam the game. Not like, you know, criticize the player or something. They literally went on like a three minute rant. Between them, they shared. They yep. passed the parcel on this one out. Okay. You know, as Danny G teaches us in our live events class, you know, they both touched on this topic right. of how bad the game was, how they, both teams weren't shooting, both teams ran bad offenses, they should run, they should run their offenses more, they're not, they're, they're trying to be too fluid, they need, they need more, just, uh, more plays, if you will, and I was like, I don't know what these guys are watching, like, I genuinely was like, I, because you I, thought it was a good game, I guess, like, I thought it was A, a great game, but B, I thought it was exactly what we should expect between these two teams, okay, both of these teams have decent, well, one is a great guard in, in uh, Marquise Noel, who is the second, leading the Second in the nation in assists per game. Their eighth total, the team Kansas State are in the nation in assists. 
and they're talking about how both teams at the half collectively had 11 assists. And Sam Mitchell's like, whoever has 12 assists at the end of this game is going to win it. But I don't know if either team's even hit that. And it's like, what are you guys talking about right now? Like, it's like you guys generally never even look at a stat sheet and go, okay, these teams are really, really good. And these teams do these things really, really well. I'm going to talk about these things at the half. So were they slamming it just because, like, it was a tightly contested game? I don't like, know why. They, like... I, it, it just must have been the way they were watching it. thought this game was, like, completely against whatever they watched in the 80s. Like, I could literally, Al, I can't explain to you what they were watching. Like, I got so angry. I got up, grabbed my computer, and I yelled. The F word. I yelled it. In my house, nobody home. I, yell I yelled it, grabbed my computer, started writing down notes. Because I was aggravated. I'm so, like, I don't know what you guys are talking about right now. So my question then for, th for that would be, do you think they were slamming it because they're just used to NBA caliber basketball? No. Or is it just... You th or it's just poor criticism it's, it's, of the it's game. It's ignorance. It's that's all it is. Ignorance? It's okay. ignorance. Okay. All it is is two people who have never, haven't watched an NCAA game all year, maybe watched one, and it was like Kansas or Houston, maybe the Zags, Gonzaga. Like or the higher-seeded teams. Yeah. Right. They're not watching Kansas State with a, a, a three-seed mm -hmm. out of the Big 12 against, you know, Kentucky. It was normally a really good team, but they've kind of been middling the past couple of seasons, Fair even enough. though they were, I think, a one-seed last or two-seed last year who lost lost out in the first round. They were upset last year. But anyway, I I don't understand. Like, I genuinely don't get what the criticisms were because what they were saying and what the facts were and what I was watching were two different things. And this is where I'll explain. So they were talking about, so the, literally the first three the first three minutes of the, the segment was them slamming the game about how bad the shooting teams were. Kansas State went 0 for 12 from 3 which is not their game. They shoot usually a lot better from three. They're one of the better shooting teams because of the way they play, with how fast they play. They play really fast. That's why they have so many assists, might I add. Again, eighth in the nation at almost 17 a night. So they shot 70% from two in spite of them going 0 for 12 from three. So that means even though they couldn't space the floor properly, they still shot that well against, and this was the second part of their hit, the second part of that you know, five-minute segment in between the halves, Al, was about Oscar Shibway, who is the center for Kentucky, who was really good. He had a double-double after the first half, which okay. is really, really, which was impressive. Had five offensive boards. They killed him on the glass, Kentucky did, especially offensively. But anyway, and it's like, how do you have that good of a center? They can't space the floor because they can't hit a three right now, and they still shot 70% from inside the arc. How is that possible? No one brings that up. Like, you wouldn't know that. Right, yeah. You wouldn't know that as a casual without looking at the stat sheet, looking at it, going, that doesn't look right. They shot 41% from the field, yet didn't make a three. They're 0% from three. Okay, what does that mean then? That means I shot 70%, 70.5% from the field, from, from two. Right. Like, don't bring that up. No, and don't bring that up. And obviously, that's insane. That's ridiculous. That, it, it, yeah, it's, ridi like, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. If you're shooting over 50, yeah, that's yeah, really, really that's good. good. Yeah. You want, if you're between 50 and 60, that's optimal. 70? That's a well above the bell curve. Right. That's well above. And this is where I was going to bring this to you. On this, this is my question. Do you find it hard sometimes to watch a game? You know, you're a Leaf fan, Jay fan, sure. whatever. Yeah. Watch a game, and then you get into the period, and you, you feel one way. And then the period, and then the analysts on TV being paid to be there. Yeah. Go a completely other direction. You're like, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, like what, what are we doing right now? Like, I'm not gonna name drop because I mean, I'm here. I am at like a school. Me. Here I am at a school where I'm learning, and I'm not uh, perfect at the craft, and I probably never will be because nobody's perfect, right? No, he's perfect. Um, but there are times, yeah, I do. I do agree with you where 
they'll like for a hockey game for instance i'll watch and they'll be like oh that was a really good period and i'm like are you kidding me couldn't couldn't disagree more like yeah, this exactly. is a like that was a ping pong game like all the the entire first period was spent in the neutral zone low shots I mean, when there were shots, sure, there might have been quality chances. But, yeah, absolutely. Same thing with baseball. Like, oh, this is a great game. It's like, man, everybody's grounding out. What are you talking about? Don't get me wrong. Like, you can appreciate good defense when you see it. But, like, it's not really good defense when every single play is going to third or you got a 4-6-3, right? So, yeah, of course it does happen. And I can see why that frustrates you where, like, sometimes, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, even me, like, in in the past, like, um, when I was a reporter and I did cover hockey games in the uh, for the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, there are times when I think my reporting, like, no, some things that should have been mentioned weren't, and another topic ended up overshadowing the main part of what should have been talked about. But I wonder, too, like, now looking back at it, too, it's kind of like looking for something different, a different angle, a different level of creativity. But then again, at the same time, when you're seeing a good basketball game in front of you and you have that stat right there, like you've just thrown out, like shooting 70% from the field. That's 12 for 17. By you the way. have to talk about that. And you can't say that you can't say this is an awful like or it's an awful play from. And, and here's another from point. from a team. And here's another point. Alan. I, I, I genuinely I wrote down the halftime stats because I was so aggravated what they were talking about. Yep. Just to, like, just to like, tell just yourself so like I could bent out in my computer. Just so you could say like, this is why they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, why they're so wrong. So right. as I mentioned, Sheepway, Oscar Sheepway, the center for Kentucky, great player. Had 11 points, 11 rebounds. Five of those were offensive rebounds in the first half. His defender, main defender, Tomlin. There, I'll say center, but like power forward spot for the for the Wildcats, Kansas State Wildcats. Because actually, they're both Wildcats, which which was funny as well. But anyway, Tomlin had three blocks and two steals and eight points, and six boards. He led Kansas State in scoring at the half. Now, I'm not saying Shibway didn't have a great half, but if the guy guarding him has more blocks, more steals, and doesn't isn't getting killed in the glass or in the paint, you're not going to mention that either? You're not going to talk about how Tomlin's having a great game and he's a big reason why Kentucky hasn't ran away with this one yet? Yeah. And how, you know, and at the end of the game, Mm-hmm. Sam Mitchell decides to say how K- K- Kentucky, and I quote, he said, Kentucky can't recruit one shooter. Not not to say that their best shooter, Antonio Reeves, their guard, went one for ten. I believe, for, I think one for ten from the field or one for ten from three. But either way, he went one for ten and didn't say, didn't mention to say that Antonio had a bad night. He just said that they couldn't recruit one shooter. Reeves shot 41% from three this year from during the regular season. That is a ridiculous if you're over 35, you're an optimal three-point shooter. 38 is great three-point shooter. 41 Absolutely. at college? <laughs> yeah. And you're telling me they couldn't recruit a shooter. No, no, no. Reeves had a bad night. Those happen. Yeah, no, of Guys course. have bad nights. Oh, absolutely. So do not I mean, tell me they don't can't recruit a shooter when their best shooter didn't shoot well. Yeah, no, you like, have a bad night. Like, what, it, what are we doing? You see it in every sport, right? Like, it's it's one of those, like, if one guy isn't playing to his potential or to what, you know, is expected of him, there's always another guy, though, that carries the load, right, or, or whatever, right? So, I mean, but, yeah, when it comes to off nights, like, yeah, I fully understand what you're saying there. Like, And I, I was so angry. 
I know. I remember. At so half. can I describe? Of course you can. I, I'm gonna describe. This is so here's I walk the, in. Here's, here's the radio play by play. This is me. like radio play by play of Spencer. Okay, so I walk in this morning into the school, and Spencer was the first one there. Uh, he was trying to turn on the TV to catch some some highlights on like March Madness, I believe, right? Well, I was just turning on the TV. Or just turning on the TV. Just wanted to all right, binge watch. Yeah, exactly. Some Stargate, Stargate. Stargate, SG, Stargate. Stargate SG one. Shout out to you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I know you will listen to this anyway. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, some sports that highlights. Okay, there you go. So, <laughs> anyway, Spencer's sitting there and I'm, and he's having some trouble setting up the TV. So that's already a bad start. All right. So this is funny as hell. And it's because it's because somebody switched the input on the TV. Yeah, by yeah, the way. It's really yeah. aggravating. Anyway, <laughs> so then uh, we start talking about what. We start talking about March Madness, and then I was like, "I was like Spencer, man, like you seem a little, a little on edge. Like you good or whatever." And then he starts talking about what he's saying right now, and I go, "I'm like, ah, like you'll be fine. Like I'm just, bug- I was just bugging him. I was like, ah, you'll be good. Like you shake it off. You're fine." And then goes on this solid, like, pff, man, at least fifteen to twenty minute tangent with one of our profs here. And I just there's so many times where Spencer was so heated. I I rarely see spencer that heated like i've seen spencer get like passionate about certain things but that was one of those times where i was like oh my god this is hilarious like this is spencer full out almost losing his shit and then when he says that he grabbed his computer and was freaking out just picture that for a moment okay like i don't know if you've ever seen like it's just it's (laughs) i i can tell you exactly what happened i i I, they finished the segment and went to break it's too i got up off the couch Walked to my room, saw my bag. Yeah, that like power walk. You know, like when a kid gets sent in a timeout there when you're like five yeah. years old and you're like at that power walk to your room, like, yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing my stuff, I'm leaving. Close the door, whack. Like, no, I, I walk in I... my room, I see my bag. It's like directly, I can see it from the door. I yell f at it, grab my computer up, <laughs> walked, walked back to the, uh, walk back to the couch, lay on down, and start doing some calculations. Oh man, that's awesome. But no one. Some it, calculations to, to what? The, the seventy percent from two. So what? Did you? Are you gonna like mail that in and be like, hey, look, no, this I, is why I, you were I wrong. I made the notes for me. For oh, what? Oh, just oh, like, just no, for your. Ow, you want to go to? The, you want to go this part so of it? No, so you can like visually see like. Yes, for what? Just, just so I could write out how stupid they were. But wow, anyway. Okay. No, no. Like this is what I mean by uh, I'll say this point and then I'll move to I'll move to that point. Well, actually, you know what? No, I'll start. I'll start there. So dur- during the halftime. I genuinely thought about emailing Scott Hart, who works for TSN, one of our teachers here. You like name dropping a lot of big I love names. Scott Hart. Like no, that's ballsy, man. Yeah, I love Scott Hart. I absolutely love Scott Hart. I, I almost emailed Scott. Gen- genuinely. Like, Just I, have it. <laughs> I always email like Scott. Dog. Dog. I, I'll I'll volunteer. I I don't need to get paid. Like I don't I'll do it for free. See, this is I'll smart. wear a suit and I'll go in and let me do March Madness because this is painful. This Scott. is smart too because guess what? You'll volunteer and do it for free, but eventually, kids, take notes if you're listening to this. Um, there's certain things in life that if you start doing them for free at first, eventually, if you like Doesn't doing it that money. much, that's how you start making money, and that's why Spencer, you're, you're a smart man. But I, I almost did. I, I still might, but honestly. Because, no, like, I'm so... No, it was so aggravating. Things. He's got... What do you want him to... What do you want him to do? Wow, I, good, I wa- I, good math, Spencer. Like, <laughs> No, I, I, I want him to be like, okay, you know what? You know, I want him to say no, but... Okay. And, that, and then figure out where that the but goes. Okay, but, so just to have, like, another, like... Da- dialogue. Da- dialogue. Okay, dialogue. Yeah, okay. So just, but, to, like, a conversation. Because... And this is where I was going to go with this. Or, like, have someone, like, authoritative or, like, a big name, like, just confirm that, like, yes, what you're saying is definitely correct. Because he wouldn't – 
he obviously will defend his well, analysts. Well, obviously, I feel like the reason, too, why you might email him is because you know that, like, half of the time, I don't know how many conversations, excuse me, how many conversations you've had with him. I love Scott Hart. Okay, so he's, he's, had, pl- he's had plenty of conversations oh, yeah. with him, then, plenty. So, it's like you know that he's likely going to agree with your takes. Because, obviously, if someone, dis- if, if you run into someone that disagrees with a lot of your takes, Probably not going to go talk to him as much, right? Well, no, but it's also Just that saying. Scott and I can game with each other. Him and I can have a dialogue. Fair enough. Okay. Have a fun dialogue. So, like, okay, so you can't have some, like, pushback back and forth. Yeah, but, we, like, like still... we, we have fun. Okay, no? okay, okay. Cool, I got you then. But no, okay. I, I, I told Scott my my arrogance. I, I, I let my bravado at one time when Scott was— Yeah, um, your bravado. I love when you use that word. I don't know. There's just My gravitas, if you will. Oh, what? That sounds like a one. Your what? what? Gravitas. So it sounds like something for, like, with, like gravity? No, I'm the gravitational it's, one here, bud. It's, it's your yeah. We, we know well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, we, yeah. I, chocolate milk revolves around you. I had chocolate Sh- milk. Today. I know you did. You had more <laughs> great Mystic Muffins. Shout out again, to Mystic yeah, Muffins. Yeah, Mystic Muffins. Yo, they should like. We should ask him for a sponsor. Maybe, yeah, next time you go for a pita. Be like, hey, just give us like five bucks a show. <laughs> well, hey, next time, give me a free pita. No, well, no, because like, no, I don't want to get sick of them. I like them. Well, like, no, but- I have my days. It's either Mondays or Thursdays. Well, that's what I mean. But like once a week. Yeah. I, well, not every. I don't do it every week. I used to do it a lot often when we started, but like now, eh, not so much. But because well, another, you know, there's more options. But chocolate, Subway. chocolate milk though is. Well, I think it's a morning. I, I think Mr. Bob is more of a morning. It thing is. For you. It's yeah. It's so like more, when we yeah. have, when I like when if it's I, late at night, it's gonna be greasy stuff. Yeah. For sure. Well, that and it's also like at night you want like a supper thing, which is not really like a pita. It's more like a sub or you know. I wish they like, had a Wendy's like, man. Um, Popeyes, which dash on the street. Or yeah, I wish they had Wendy's. Wendy's is like my favorite. Like yeah. you have. Well, no that idea. that makes sense. I'd say Northern Ontario is either Wendy's, A and W. It's I think Butt Dogs. A and W is super expensive. Yeah, I that's the that. crappy part about it. I'd have A and W probably more often. It's just there's it's so, you know, it's the premium brand, if you will. Yeah, we. Uh, you might want to check your email. Um, yeah, I know. Got, we, did you read it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't read it yet, but yeah. Okay, I saw but it. anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, we really can't, like both we, apply we, for that one. We can't really disclose what it is because it's a private email from our school about an internship about an opportunity yeah so um i'll give you guys a hint all right there's three numbers involved 590 there you go we'll leave it at that oh great job al very what? discreet very discreet it could be anyway nobody listens to the no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, nobody listens to the regular <laughs> no but do you know me do you know how much how how much that aggravates me though like when i hear people say that like oh nobody listens to the radio i'm like oh, but, no but the per- it has gone down dramatically it sure it has but like i don't i always have it on i always have something on whether it's you know 680 uh city news 680 um sometimes it'll be like uh the station I, near in barry i think it's fresh um and then you got me the one that came out it's a new one it's 93 I think today's best music it's called or something like that. I don't know. I see the billboard whenever I walk down downtown around here in Toronto. But um, anyways, that's the hint. Those three numbers, 590. If you're a sports fan, we basically just gave it away to you. If, yeah, you gave it if away. If you're not a sports fan, you can Google it, and well, it's, I'm sure it, you'll No guess. matter what, you and I are both applying for that one. So anyway. Yeah. Like, so be- best of luck. But anyways. Yeah, we'll shake hands before. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, anyway. good. Because I don't – yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe we all – Maybe we both We'll see. It. Yeah. I don't see why not. Right? It would be a great duo. Great oh, show. dude, we should, like, no, we should definitely not play them our podcast. <laughs> oh, we have certain parts. We have, we have good bits, but, like, things I like. I do, for sure. You, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they'd like you because you've been ripping Bell now for the last little bit. What do you mean, ripping Bell? I've been ripping their analysts, not them. Fair enough. I fair don't enough. care. I don't care about the brand. I care about the people they put on TV that I'm watching get paid 
okay. to talk about nothing. So we're we're gonna purge this episode afterwards. <laughs> no, I, I'm okay. If Leo Rounds will send me a DM and tell me why he thought Kansas State versus Kentucky was bad, I'll listen. All right. But what I heard was hogwash, and I will not stand for it. Fair and enough. you know why I'm this passionate about it? And this was what I was gonna go to. We'll end with this, and we'll move to something else. His opinions are his own, by the way. So are yes, mine. Yes, they are. Yeah, we we are we are privately owned and operated. Anyway, so. The reason why it upsets me so much and why I'm so passionate about it is as college basketball is a niche, it is not a very popular thing, especially on this side of the border in right. Canada. Yeah. The casual fan won't know what they're looking at. Okay. They just won't. Right. So if they watch a half and they're kind of like teetering yeah. on the watch second half and the first three minutes after the break, all they hear is, like bad shooting, bad offense, need to run more offenses, need to change their offense if it's too late in the season. Why would I continue to watch? Yeah. Like, you know, that's aggravating to me. How can you drop a product like that for almost no reason when there's good things? Like, I. But it could also. I've already shown you things you could have talked about that were positive. It could also be like, there's a lot of games, right? They've seen a lot. So maybe that was one of those where they're like, hey, this is. Not the greatest of the day. But maybe it's the maybe that's game what of the it is. Day. Well, okay. I was trying to put up. I was trying to be a little more. Hold on, I got to burp again. There you go. We got burping. Yeah. Hey, at least I don't need a pat on the back for it. You know, like it's good. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that'd be funny as hell. Just. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So. Yeah, that'd be a belt. So. <laughs> we've heard about Spencer's rant. Um. This is what I wanted to talk about. This is the second time now this happens in the National Hockey League this season, I believe. Yeah, because Ivan Provorov did it first. Ivan Provorov did it first. With the Philadelphia Flyers. And, with uh, the Flyers. I'll, I'll give context quick. So Go ahead. Basically, um, the NHL across the board have done pride, uh, pride warm-ups before games. And I think every team's kind of had their like choice of what game they want to do the pride warm-ups on. They're not actual jerseys. They're just warm-ups. And Philadelphia did theirs earlier this year, I'd say a month or so ago. And Ivan Provorov, Russian player, Russian Orthodox, I believe, which is a religion, as part of Catholicism, anyway, he decided he was not going to wear the warm-up because of his religious beliefs. James Reimer, former Leaf goalie now with San Jose Sharks, they're doing theirs they did, they did theirs already. Did theirs. Did yeah. theirs. And James Reimer said he was not going to participate as well. I'm assuming, again, because of religion. Because, yeah, his his Christianity and his beliefs in the Bible, and I don't have the full quote. But So here's the thing. My first question, though, is because for me, I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, okay, the way it happened with Ivan Provorov was very sudden. Yeah. Right? Like in the sense of, like, what the heck, Provorov's not on the ice for warm-ups. And then you find out afterwards Oh, this is why he wasn't on the ice for warm-ups. Yeah. And people were like, huh. Okay, that's interesting. And also a lot of people were like, oh, what happened to hockey's for everyone? That kind of thing, right? That's yeah. a big conversation. The NHL is pushing that message that hockey is for everyone. And I'm thinking about this and I'm going, now the San Jose Sharks, the way they did it, they prepared everybody. This was not a shocker. This was one of those where like this came out midday. James Reimer will not participate in warm-ups. Here's why. And then Reimer had a full-out essay, basically, a small essay written, mm-hmm. saying this is why I'm not taking part in warm-ups. Yeah. To summarize, again, it was because of his religious beliefs. 
And then Brian Burke was asked about this. Who's now a TV analyst, former GM TV of analyst, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs, but Canucks before that, Anaheim before that. He's also with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, isn't he? President yeah. of Hockey Ops now. Yeah, that's right. He came. In, he and Hextall were put together. Yeah. I believe. So this is this is Brian Burke's quote when he was asked about it. He says, "Quote: I repeat that I am extremely disappointed. I wish players would understand that the Pride sweaters are about inclusion and welcoming everybody." A player wearing pride colors or tape isn't endorsing a set of values or enlisting in a cause. He's saying you are welcome here and you are in every single NHL building. That's the end quote. And I agree. I that honestly, that is a hundred percent true. Like you're doing it to show that the game is for everybody and everyone is accepted. Just because you don't believe in I don't even know if this is the right term to use and because it's not really a religion. It's more of like a a culture or not, I, a, not even a culture, but like acceptance of. Sure. I'm trying to say like, I don't want to say practice because like you can't like, you know what it, I mean? It, it makes it sound weird, but, but basically. UK, so you, you kind of know what I mean. Like just because like you don't agree with. Their life choices. Their life choices. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I was. I felt like I was digging it, or sinking in a hole there for a second. Okay, but you kept digging. You kept digging. Yeah, I kept digging. Yeah. Um, you know, just because you don't believe in what the what the that community does, and and you know, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, it doesn't fully mean like you can't show support and show that like, you know, this is like. That oh man, I'm having a hard time with this. Well, that you aren't well, like it doesn't mean that you can't show support. That like even though this is not what you believe in, and you believe you believe that you know one thing here is right and the other is not so right, it doesn't mean you can't show support. Like because the LGBTQ, uh, I'm missing a few letters. That, that they, they've added the a bunch of letters. To they it. have added a couple letters to it. That and whole, I think that, two. I think there's a two in there as well now. Yeah, there's a two, and then I think is there I a. Anyways, that community uh, has gone through a lot. And to to have the right to do certain things. And, you know, they have the parade every year uh, in various communities and stuff like that. And that's all you're doing with by wearing those pride jerseys is you're showing your support that everyone can love everybody, right? And it doesn't go any further than that. Like, I agree with Brian Burke. I think whether you believe in it or not, I still think you can show your support and you can throw on a jersey for 15 freaking minutes. Right? Like, I get, you know what I mean? Like, you're, it's just a jersey. It's just... At the end of the day, it, it is just a it jersey. It is just a jersey. Don't get me wrong. It symbolizes... That's multicolored. It's, it's, <laughs> but it symbolizes something and there's something with a lot of meaning to it. Like, it means a lot. Right? And But that's also the part of the NHL trying to grow the game. And I'm honestly like... I, I don't, I'm confused, too, because I don't understand why players just don't look at it that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm I'm a straight man. But I still support everything that they but like you have the right to love whoever you want. So if it were me, I'd wear a jersey. You know, totally. I'm not I'm not a member of that of their community, but I'd still wear it because. You know what? As much as I don't, I don't go through what they go through every day. Like they ha- have a hard time to be fully happy, on r- because they they are battling to. There are, have... there are still countries that don't allow. Yeah, them. exactly. So, fifteen minutes. I'm like, man, like, come on. It, I agree with Brian Burke. Is what I'm trying to say here. Like, 
at it, the end of the day. It, you know, you're supporting, you're trying to show that the game's for everyone, and you're showing your support towards a community that is struggling to be accepted by society and still to this day. Especially certain parts of the world. And that has struggled up until this day to, to you know, fit into society. And, I mean, for 15 minutes, wearing a jersey, and then they auction it off, and then those those proceeds, proceeds go towards um, the, that community. Come on, man. Like, I'm Good sure thing. there's something in the Bible that says, you know, help, help, you know, if, if someone's in, like, help, help if someone's in help. Help thy neighbor as thyself. There you go. Is the quote from the Bible. There you go. But um, I'll take over. Go ahead, because... Um, As you continue to ramble. Yeah. Which I love, by the way. I can see myself just, like, you know what I'm picturing right now in my head? Like, just me on top of, like, a flight of stairs, and I trip, and I'm just... No, I feel like you're it's just... It's, like, never-ending. I'll say you're, you're treading water, quote-unquote, but it's... I'm struggling to find my words. Because I know what I, I know what I want subject. to say, it, but it's also a sensitive topic, and that's English the other thing your too. First language, by the way, as well. Make sure I do quote that you are a French. That, yeah, French that speaker. is true. Like there are a few words that I am struggling to find as well. But um, I'm also just taking like taking a baby taking baby steps because it's sensitive. It's a very well, it's a sensitive topic. topic, and at the same time, like people take so many things the wrong way, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just me taking so much time to get to where I was trying to go. Yeah. I feel like someone would be listening to this right now, and he's, it's like, oh, he's trying to, like, you yeah. know. Yeah, tiptoe around. Tiptoe. Anyways, yeah, which is not the case. But, like, I like I said, I'd wear the Pride jersey for 15 minutes, even uh, though that I'm not part of that community. But, like, uh, I'd still show my support. I, I'll start off with my go sister, ahead. Tiffany, who is gone now, passed away in 2018, June 3rd, of acute myeloid leukemia, was a bisexual. She married a woman in 20. 14, moved to BC with her wife, basically the day after. Um, so I have family, or had, I guess, had family, past tense, who were LGBTQ+, plus, however many extra letters, I'll put that in the plus. Helps if my mic is on. Um, there's a, there's a, f- there's a few, here, I'm gonna look it up, just because I want to get this right, because, like... It's important. It is. But, um... um why you looked that up? So it's, I'm okay. This is according to Google here. This is the first thing that popped up. It's two S L G B T Q plus. Yeah. Okay. Why do I feel like there wasn't a letter? Oh, this was in 2019 though. It Jeez. does change quite a bit. It does change. See, like, oh, see, like this one here, L G B T Q two S. L G B T Q A. See, I knew there was an A somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. You kind of have the idea of the community we're talking about. There's only one that I can think of that has all of those letters. And well, that yeah, is it, and, and right? pride jerseys, and I think you know exactly where we're going with this. But anyway, Anyways, I, I continue continue with your story. I actually own a pride jersey. I own an actual American pride jersey because the I, American national team came out with these pride jerseys that had the rainbow lettering. I haven't on the found back. one that has like the. Uh, I want like one with like a sick design on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I find like like the sharks have done. A better job at it, I guess you could say. Like they went a little more on the creative side, but they kept the like the logo involved. Whereas yeah. like other teams, it's just like here, let's throw on rainbow. Ra- yeah, it's like no man, come on, like make them cool. Like I yeah. would totally be, yeah, I'd buy one too. Like I mean, you, you bought one, so I guess you found the one that you like. Yeah, I I just it's just a regular the red American kit from like 2018. I want to say I was in grade 10 or grade nine, and it has a rainbow lettering on the back. That's kind of mangled now because my dad dried it, but anyway, um, but yeah, it's rainbow lettering. 
and I bought that, I'll say, in solidation on my sister, but just because I wanted to buy it, and I liked the design of it, and I liked the color red, so it worked for me. It has my last name on the back, has buyers on the back, so that worked out. There you go. But I really dislike, and this may get me in trouble, but I'm okay with that. I dislike when athletes in general mm -hmm. try to, or people in general, I'll go with, try to use cop-outs to say why I think something. I think this because, and then say religion, or say, you know, Google search or this. It's just it's, it's, saying it's my opinion. I think this, end of story. So I'm trying to think back to, um, back to James Reimer. Because I have more respect for you as a person or you as an athlete if you can just say, I don't like this because of this. Not, oh, because the Bible says this, I don't believe in this. When the Bible says a lot of things that you probably shouldn't listen to. Like, slaves must obey their masters. That's also in the Bible, if you didn't know. I actually think technically a part of the Torah, which is the Judaism, but still, it's in there. Take a look. So, so let's not use a very dated book that has some very good things in it, but also has some things that have not aged particularly well. Well, to have some good, you got to have some bad, right? Exactly. So, but what I wanted to go with next was also, James Reimer's been in the league for a while. So I'm curious, you know, to see. I'd like to go back to see if there was ever another Pride Night somewhere else when he was in the like while he was in the NHL. I don't think so, actually. Cause I, I, you see, I know he was. I knew he was He's, a Christian. He, he also dealt with a lot of injuries. Yeah. But in Toronto, he when he was in Toronto, he. I don't even know if that was if Pride Night was a thing though. That's the thing now. Yeah, you gotta think how back, how far back. You got, it was yeah, coming, like right? that. It feels fresh. It doesn't. It feels like it, for me, it feels like Pride Night's been a thing forever. And it's like, why the heck are players backing out of warmups now? now? Yeah. Right. But, you know, I don't know. The whole point of why I wanted to have this conversation was to a I agree with Brian Burke, yeah. and I think that, you know, I I do think the National Hockey League should. I don't know what it should be. How about this? I just thought of this now. The National Hockey League should implement a small fee. And by small fee, I mean like players when they get fined for slashing. Maximum allowable fine under the CBA is $5,000. Yeah. You don't want to skate in warm-ups during Pride Night or any other night where you don't support something. Which, by the way, you're taking a big chance because guess what? People are pissed well of course they are they well the other thing that makes me mad though is the fact that pro rob jerseys sold out after he did that of course i was that was that made me sick to my Be stomach there, there there are enough people because those are people that support anti that are that, I, exactly that, that that the problem again the problem is when people make stances that are contrary to the popular belief which I would say is acceptance. That's what cancel culture is, right? You, you're if you disagree with something that is a very heavily se sensitive topic, yeah, like this one. If you're not, if you publicly say, "I don't believe in this," and I think this is wrong, wrong, lame, whatever you want to say, then you get publicly executed. Normally. Normally, right? That's what cancel culture is, which also is not good in its own right. Might I add? I don't believe no. it. I don't believe your opinion should be shunted, but I do believe people should have their opinion. You have free of speech to say whatever you like, but I have free of speech to hear what you say and say that's stupid and here's why. Yeah, I know. It's just it's like such, I did earlier it's with, so toxic. With, the, with, the, with the analyst. But what I was going back to my idea is if you want to skip out yeah. on Pride Night, let's say, 
because I don't think any other player has missed something else. And this is just hockey-related. There yeah. could have been other incidences in other sports, but we're not talking about that. I'm just focusing strictly on hockey right now because that's the latest to make headlines. 5K. And guess where that 5K is going? Into the charity. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is, oh, A, you're losing 5K. Yeah. And B... You're also publicly making it known to the entire NHL community, the entire hockey community that the you, the world in general, the world in general, that you are against that. That group of people, yeah. You can't hide. And even if you make a statement, I'm not saying Reimer avo- dodged a bullet here or whatever. People yeah. are still, like, a lot of people are, even me, my, even myself, am disappointed that, that Reimer came out with a statement like that. And that's maybe a little bit biased because I was a fan like when yeah. he was with Toronto and he's such a nice guy and everything. And it kind of threw me off because he seems like the kind of guy where he doesn't care. Yeah. Why does it matter? Doesn't, yeah. Like why does it matter? he doesn't care what color you are, what, uh, what beliefs you have. He is welcoming in general. And then this comes out. And, and, then, I was and like, then, and then he decides to contradict himself with sexual orientation. And then it's then like, man, come on. But that, so that's my thought. You know what? You want to, you want to not wear a pride Jersey for 15 minutes. Fine. $5,000. And it's going towards their community. And that's a start. Heck, maybe some people will listen to this and be like, oh, it should be more. Fine, by all means, make it happen. But this, but it, Go but again, ahead. But again, to make a fine, you have to agree with through a CBA, which then has to have the players' union involved. Fair enough. Mean. But all I'm going to say is this. If there's repercussion for missing the All-Star game or the All-Star weekend, like a one-game suspension for Mr. Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. Right? It wasn't for injury. He just was like, nope, I'm not yeah, going. I'm not going, yeah. Right? If there's a repercussion for that, you're suspended one game. Guess what? You're not getting paid for that game because yeah. you're not on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So you're you, missing you out. You lose whatever your salary You're losing is. out on your money. So for that, he- there's one. You, you lose the salary. No, no. You lose the salary you're supposed to get, the money you're supposed to get from playing just that one game, and that goes towards the community. See, I think you should suspend him. Just suspend him because then you can do that. That You can't sure. let him play and then not get paid. Absolutely. Sure. But anyways, fi- something like that along yeah. those lines because I think a players will think twice. And but I'll- at the same time, like it's also like one of those where, you know, I believe that for me it's one of those two where it's like, <sighs> like suck it up. Even if you don't believe for like even if you don't believe in it, just wear the jersey. Yeah. Fifteen minutes, man. It's not gonna kill you, and you're making the and. You're already making a difference in someone's life by being an NHL player. Kids and parents, people look up to NHL players in various ways. And various whether it's their whether it's their involvement in the community, whether it's the way they play, the way they tape their stick, the way they their pregame ritual, whatever. Right? Yeah. So by not wearing that jersey, you're impacting someone else's life, but in a negative way. Because yeah. it shows James Reimer has a lot of fans. A lot of fans. I'll and say, he was, I'll and say he, did. And he was a he was did exactly. He was a Toronto Maple Leaf. And he, so really liked him. just there, right there, is like a huge fan base behind him, right? And he's played in other teams too. He has a lot of fans, but like you said, now it's probably had because of this. So I, I don't know. I I think it's important to say it's not that you can't have an opinion on this subject. It's that. As Brian Burke said in your, in your quote earlier, it's not just about the LGBTQ plus community. It's about everybody. Yep. This is an inclusionary thing. This includes the black community that is 
horribly misrepresented in mm-hmm. hockey. The native community, which is horribly misrepresented in the hockey community. This is for I believe you know. Sorry, just indigenous. Sorry, I, I I wanted the word out there. First Nations. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I, I think that one's still good. Yeah, that's the other but thing too. There's so many terms that are changing. So it, it's it, everything involves. So you have yeah. to find the newest term. Yep. But I I always just try to go First Nations. Anyway, fair enough. But yeah, no, you're right. Like that's the problem. Yep. Is you know there are very few sports. I mean, I actually talked about this earlier with um some classmates. Golf is one of the few elitist sports left. Like, true elitist sports where it's predominantly white and it feels like there's a really big barrier between other athletes that try to come in. You know what I mean? Yep. No, for sure. How Tiger broke that barrier, you know, I was like 25 years ago or so. Hockey is not as bad as golf, but it's right there. Hockey right? is... Like how, like, how many black players can you think of right now off the top of your head in the NHL? I can think Ryan of, Reeves, Evander Kane, Keandre Miller. Um, I think I'm, I'm not sure if Javon Smith's in the NHL right now, but I know Javon Smith and Jamel Smith, both yeah. NHLers, um, have played in the NHL. Devontae Smith Pelly, former NHLer. Uh, Kevin Weeks, former NHLer. Uh, Dustin Bufflin. Uh, Matt Dumba. Kadri. Oh, Kadri, yes, yes. Yeah, um, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I that's I it. I think that's it. Like, yeah, that's all I can think not of. Meant, yeah, like this is and off the, the top of my head. a couple like, retired guys. Like, yeah, exactly. Those yeah, were, yeah, mo- yeah, the majority. We, we named yeah. like, what, 10 guys and three of them or four of them are retired? Don't play anymore? Yeah. Like, that's a problem. Like, that's a problem. Quinton Byfield. Hey, I love Quinton I can't Byfield. believe I forgot him because, like, <laughs> Sudbury Wolves and, you know, the. And he's, a, he's a young kid, too. He hopefully will develop. Yeah, he was a number. He was a second overall pick yes, in uh, 2021. Year before that, I think. 2020? I think no. So. It was during COVID. I know that. But, like. I think it was 2020. Because he didn't come back for junior, I don't think. Anyway. Anyways. But we're not talking about that like right Like, that, that's the problem yeah. right there, right? Like, you and I literally just listed off 10 names, and four of them are retired of black players that are in mm-hmm. or around the NHL. Yeah. Like, so that's the problem. Okay, I want to actually, like, let's see current. So, Ryan Reeves, Keandre Miller, Evander Kane, Matt Dumba. Did, I say, c- did I say Kadri? No, you didn't say yet. But would you count Kadri? Yes, because okay. he's part of the uh, uh, I know HDA. He's, I know he's, he's part Muslim. of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Okay, because I know he's a Muslim, I believe, because he's the first Muslim yes, player to win the is. cup. Yeah. Um, oh, Jujar Kara. Does he still play? Yes, I believe he did. He did. I think he had an injury though. No, he's back. I saw him. I saw him on the ice. He used to play for the Oilers for sure. Then he went. He moved around. Last I heard, he was in Detroit. Um. Anyway, so Jujar Kara. Uh, so that's six. If you want to include both Smiths, I don't. I know G- uh, Jamel doesn't play in yeah. the NHL right now, but I know Javon has. Yeah. Javon, um, pardon me. Yeah, I think that's it. Like that's all I can think of. I can't think. Yeah. Right. Malcolm Subban. No, he's retired. Yeah. PK's done. PK's done. Malcolm. I Malcolm Miller done is in the AHL. He's playing. And, yeah. And he's, Jordan. Yeah. I don't think ever made it to the show. Uh, no, he's, he was like, yeah, he was, he was with like the van, the Comets or whatever. Yeah, he was with Utica. Utica, Utica yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. There aren't many. Like, there are not a lot. And none of those guys are native. Not one of them is a First Nations player. The only player. indigenous right now, in the, indigenous player right now in the league would be Ethan Bear. That's one. There you go. One of however many players there are signed to well, NHL contracts that, well, that's, right now. Well, that's very like public about it, at yeah. least. I don't, I, I think he's the only one where they well, like and have Bryce. Right, Price Carey Price Price as well. He's hurt yeah. as well, but he's yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not many. That's that's the main point, right? Like, there's yeah, exactly. Not a lot. It, it, there's not enough. 
is the keyword. Not enough. So to the point is it's the NHL is weird because there's a lot of things they do to try to promote the game to, you know, the the my, casual. Right. And it's one of those where it's like, okay, these are great ideas, but then they put them in action and then there's always something else that goes wrong. But that's what I mean, though. But that, and I think that even goes back to what we first talked about. Right. It's, you know, the analysts say something stupid. And it's like, that makes that pulls the casual away. That's not what we want. We want the casual to stay. Because, Al, you and I will always watch playoff hockey. Why? Because we're invested. I got the Bruins. Absolutely. You got the Leafs. Yep. You know? Well, you know yeah, see, Carolina you know, is your only, backup team. It only lasts seven games for me. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, you're invested. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, you, you're going to watch. You're going to pay attention regardless of how good your team is. Regardless of what the Bruins are doing, I'm paying attention to the NHL. I know how good players are. I know McDavid's got 140 points with 60 goals, Man, right? Do we, do, do we want to talk no, about that? No, we're not going to talk about him. He's disgusting. He's been gross this year. He's been probably probably one of the best this seasons since the 90s. This is a very dominant. Probably the best season since the, since the 2000s, since the turn of the mile. Like, realistically, if he, like, stays hot, he can hit 70 goals. Oh, easy. He's two away from 60, yeah, and he, there's, what, 12 games left? Yeah, he probably. 13? Yeah, if he has a couple good nights. If he has, like, a bunch of multi-goal nights. Yeah, another another multi-goal, multi-goal streak. Could do multi-goal, it. Multi-goal, multi-streak. Anyway. um, Like, that's what I mean, though. Yeah. Right? Like... The problem is hockey and I'll say college ball, but sports like that are trying to bring in the casual. The hardcores are going to watch regardless. Yep. We want the casual. So when analysts and athletes do things that make the casual not want to watch, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Period. Whatever they say or do, that's a problem. Yep. Right? So leagues have to, and I think carriers have to promote their promote what they're trying to show you in a good light. Even if it's grabbing, I think at they have. I think no. I think the, see the thing is they're doing a good job promoting it, but they don't have like. Ah, uh, I don't know. I no no. I think they're doing a good job of promoting it in terms of initiatives, like having pride nights. Yes, and like those kinds of things. And, and the, that the diversity can be right. Absolutely, but they like now for me like it's to the point where you're promoting it, but now you got to back up. That you like, they say, yeah, we stand for this, and then something like Provorov, something like James Reimer happens, and okay, yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah, okay, yeah, just missed the warm up. It's fine. It's like no, man. Like now, it just it it just seems like it's a PR stunt at that point. Yeah. Where yeah, we say hockey's for everyone, but we're actually full of shit. Yeah, exactly. It's a complete lie. It's a complete fabrication. Right. So, and that's why I think have you know you don't want to wear the jersey. Fine. Pay us a certain X amount of dollars, and we'll send it to the charity, the, the, the the chari a, a charity that we partner with, or whatever. Yeah, wherever the sharks want to send the money, they'll. But at the same time, it'll also say, "Hey, go ahead." You know, you might think it's an easy out for the fine, but then you you might not be the li most liked person on the ice or in the game anymore. Yeah, and, and let's be honest here. And this, I'll end the conversation with this, and we'll go into baseball to kind of talk about ten days before the season. Perfect. Starts. But let's. Not act like there are not athletes in every sport, let alone hockey, yep. that are part of the LGBTQ plus community. LGBTQ 2S plus community. We, yeah. Like, there are definitely athletes who are not openly gay or openly bisexual that are, that are definitely. Like, there can't not be. There's too many people in those locker rooms to not have at least one. And the NFL does have a couple openly gay players. You know, I think Carl Nasbitt, who used to be with the Raiders. I was like, might, might still be. He was the second openly gay player after Michael Sam, who got drafted in the fourth round and then 
never really panned out in the NFL level. But anyway, like, that's the thing. And I feel bad for athletes like that. I feel bad for Carl Nesbitt. Because now if teams sign him, is it a publicity stunt? Is it just because of his sexual orientation? Is it because of how good a football player he is? Or are people going to value how good a football player he is because of his sexual orientation, right? I mean, so I see double-edged sort of wanting to because I want young athletes. I don't care what race you are, what if you can you play, are, what if you can play the game, sexual uh, orientation if you, you are. can play if the you game, if you can play, I want you on my team. I don't care. I want you on my team. Yeah, if you can play, play. And that's the thing, right? Like this is okay. This is different. This is more on the racial side of things. But Jackie Robinson. By the way, Forty Two. It's a great movie. I, I actually saw it. Recently, I yeah. love that movie. I actually watched it during my. And uh, why my did they? Why did they sign him? At first, why did the Brooklyn Dodgers sign him? Because oh, they wanted a black baseball player. They wanted to be, you know, hey, we're gonna do this. Grand Tricky wanted to be the first, the first guy to do it. But then at the same, but then it builds into this guy's actually a really good player. Yeah, he's a good ball player. And if he can play, he can play. Like, And, and I, that's the thing. And I was going to mention this, out actually, to that point. Well, that's just what we're at. Because that's perfect. Yeah. We're going to baseball. Yeah. So, Jackie Robinson, in the movie, Jackie Robinson, uh, Pee Wee Reese, who is shortstop, Hall of Famer yep. at shortstop for the Brooklyn Dodgers, mm-hmm. went to Branch Rickey, who was the general manager, also Hall of Famer, might I add. He went to him and said, I got, I got a death threat from my home in Kentucky. From going to Cincinnati next weekend, I can't go. I can't play in Cincinnati. I have family. They've, you know, threatened me or whatever. And then he pulls out And all he pulls out three binders full of, of death threats to, to Jackie, Jackie his, so, his baby, his wife. His wife. Yep. And he goes, and Pee Wee, you can't play because of one death threat calling you a carpetbagger. Yeah. And he plays. And not only does he play, he walks over to first base during a warm-up. I love that Before part. the game, puts his arm around him and says, and at, at the end, this is, and I, th- I'm not, I don't necessarily believe this was true, but I, I hope it is. Oh, Pee-wee there's a picture. Says, it is a picture. No, no, yeah. no, but I, I don't know if the con- what the conversation oh, the, was. Yeah, sure. But he, in the conversation in the movie, he says to Jackie Robertson, and I quote, next game we'll all wear 42 so they can't tell us apart. And oh, walks man. back to second base, Jeez. which A, is a cold quote. It's awesome. But B, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I want my athletes to do. Yep. I want to hear them say, you know, let's all wear the same number so nobody can tell us apart. Mm-hmm. Right? And I I think that's important. I feel like athletes should try to promote that. And when they don't promote that for religious reasons or otherwise, I think it's – I'll say a cop-out for me, but I just – I can't get behind that message. I can't get behind that message. Okay, so hockey, every sport is for everybody. Yeah, if period. You can, if you can play – You can play. You can play. Hey, come on. You know, like, come on out. Exactly. We'll take anybody. If you can play, you can play. Yeah. So now going to baseball. Ten days before the season starts, Big I Al. I cannot how, wait. How excited are you Man. for? Obviously, the uh, Jay started a ten-game road trip. Yes. They come back. April twelfth. Yeah. April eleventh or twelfth. So so mid April, we'll say. Yeah. They come home right after Easter. How hyped are you for the MLB season again? Ten days away. Dude. Countdown's on. Dude, it sucks that they're on the road that long because like, you're they're technically just a little past under a month out now or whatever but oh man i can't wait those 20 dollar general admission tickets are just the, the calling my name last week yeah yeah uh, they're just calling my name and i just want to see some baseball and you know crush a couple cold libations. ones a yeah, cu- couple libations and uh but honestly it's just i like the atmosphere now like i used to be not bored but like if it wasn't a high high intense game like i wouldn't care yeah you know like I'd be like, ugh, like this is is it done yet? Like whatever. But now it's like, you go on like when I was on the flight deck last year, I would just talk to just anybody, just 
but I mean that's who I am in general. Like I'll if I'm if, if you see me at a game, like I get, I remember once I went to a game on my own, um, last year, and I ended up meeting this these two people there. I think they were cousins, and I was just talking all game with them, and it was cool. Like they bought me a few drinks, I bought them a few drinks, and we just shooting the breeze, you know, having a great old time. And honestly, like that's why I'm so looking forward to it because I just want that. Camaraderie. That, fe- that camaraderie again, yeah. That feeling of just, you know, being out, not giving a single crap about, you know, who sees what and who hears me say what, like, in a ch- terms of cheering. Like, I just just want to have a good time, right? Like, so um, I'm super excited. I want it to be done. I wish the season would start, like, already. But, I mean, I mean like you said, 10 days away. So not much more to go. But it's also nice because, like, it's also like a reminder that hockey season's coming to an end. But the one thing I love the most about playoff hockey, and I, that's why I hate that the Leafs are always first round exit. I would love nothing more than wearing shorts and a t-shirt during like hockey season. You know, like during the hot. Well, it's still like hockey time. You know what I mean? Like it's a great feeling. You like you can go out in the patio and watch hockey. Like you can't do that during the summer. Yeah. Right. And unless it was COVID, but even then you couldn't do it anyways because patios and stuff weren't a thing. Which is crazy, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm super hyped. Uh, the Jays again, very exciting. Some I heard someone say they weren't gonna make the playoffs. Come on, they're gonna be okay. at least a wild well, card spot. Well, there you go. So where do you think and where do you hope they finish? We'll start with where do you hope that they finish in the division in the AL East, and where do you think they will finish? I in want the them AL to East. do no record, but just I want know. them to do exactly what they did last year, except I want them to win the wild card this time. Like I want them to actually advance. So you don't think they win the AL East? No. Like, no. They, if they can go to the ALDS, I mean, the way it's stacked up now, Houston's going to be tough to beat. The Yankees are an absolute unit right now. Like, you, you know, those are, spring, though. those are tough teams. But the, here's the thing, though. Like, you can have a, the Jays, is like, that's the thing, too. I don't want fans to get too excited because if you have a good spring. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean nothing. The big months are July. Well, end of June, beginning July, and then August for sure. Yeah. And then obviously September. But once you get to September, you kind of know where you are. If you're gonna be a wild card right. team, it, or if you're fighting for the right. division or whatever. Yeah. So you, yeah, that, and then it becomes more meaningful as the month goes on. But um, yeah, I say wild card, and they have to win it this time. They have to. And also, th- this might be a hot take, but if I also don't feel like it is, but if you think it's a hot take, whatever, I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's your opinion. But um, the Baltimore Orioles should be a team to be worried about this year. Do you think they make the wild card? Or do you think they're, they fall short again? I don't know. It's tough because it'll have you'll have to see. We'll have to see how the rest of the AL like shapes out. But I do think the Orioles should be a concern. The Red Sox, not so much. But I do think, like Baltimore did way better than they were supposed to last year. Don't get me wrong; they missed out on the wild card, but they weren't. They were what? Like they weren't that far out. Like no, they they were close. They, 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 were, they were relatively they're, close. Especially so, for what we thought they so would So I think they're ahead of schedule in terms of where they're supposed to be. Yeah. I think this year would have been the one where it's like, okay, they fell short just a few games. But now it's like, no, nah, this year they're going to make a push. And they, I mean, never take the Orioles lightly, especially if you're the Blue Jays, because it's the Orioles. Yeah, it seems to be your boogie, boogie team, eh? It's yeah, it's, kinda it's just one Blue of those. Jays. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think they got I think they got to watch out for them this year. See, I agree with you to an extent. I think their start's going to matter. I think if the Orioles have a great start, They'll keep it going. But I feel like if they have a really bad start, I think they'll fix it. Because, again, they're a very young team. So I think their start will depend on where they finish. If they have a really rough start, 
that I think by maybe June, July, they'll kind of fix it and they'll become a middling team, kind of like Boston. But if they have a great start, they'll keep that going in July and August. That's my thought. I expect the Jays... I also want them to be aggressive at the trade deadline. If they if they're close, especially they're, they no they I don't care if you're close or if you're like. But what do you upgrade? Like pitching bullpen again? Absolutely that or your rotation. But your rotation looks good. No, that's the problem. It is not. But it looks good on paper, sure. Like Manoa. Okay, Manoa and Gossett. Go- Manoa and Gosman are the only Gosman. two I trust right now. Well, because you haven't seen Bassett yet. He's a good pitcher. Bassett, I've I've seen and I had him in fantasy last year. So like I'm not like I know what he's about and stuff, and I'm not super concerned. It's just one of those where he hasn't pitched in a Blue Jays uniform yet, I so guess, I don't yeah. care. You know, I don't care what his numbers say. He needs to be able to pitch at Rogers Center, which is by the way, um, now that now that. that COVID is pretty much done. Guess what? Rogers Center is going to be packed this summer, and it's it's a it's pretty, it's a loud building. It's, it's not also a, a, it's an easy building to play in if you're the home team. Right and he, which he is on, but at the same time he's never experienced it yet, so he'll have to. I don't know how he does under pressure. Well, he he's he played in New York. I got no doubt about Bassett's well, ability on. to handle mm-hmm. pressure. But anyway, yeah. But so for like I said, Manoa and Gosman are the only two I trust, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, obviously they're they're both Cy Young contenders. Jose Barrios is like my question mark still. He should have a better year. You gotta think he's gonna get a Has to, man. The contract he has right now. Like he 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 had a bad year Boy. last year. Every year before that's been good. Like he should be able to bounce back. I hope so. You I think. mean, he hasn't been the best at uh, the World Baseball Classic, but that doesn't really. Yeah, but I mean, that matters. Like pay- players are taking it seriously. Some guys are. Some Speaking, guys are well, spe- Speaking of baseball classic, though, like can we talk about the injuries too? Edwin Diaz done for the year. Yep. Achilles. Yeah, and then Jose Altuve out two months with a broken thumb. Yep. Well, I mean, I, that's hey, that's the risk. That's the chance you take. But I read, I read quotes on Twitter from both of them. They'd do it again. Like, yeah. it's well, because I, I would rather play that though than spring, spring training. training. Absolutely. Spring well, yeah. also probably too because there's no pitch clock in that tournament. Well, yeah. Which I still laugh. I talk about how you know it makes you know baseball. No, it's you know what the difference. I like is? it. You know what the difference is? You know why they don't need a pitch clock? Because you got. Nine hitters who are all all-stars, who are all all-pros, who are all silver suckers, who are all gold clubbers, right? Like, look at the American team. Goldschmidt, MVP. Arenado, top three MVP. Trey Turner, crushing the tournament. He's a great hitter and great fielder. Like Mike Rand- Trout. Mike Trout, best player on earth for the past five, six, eight years, right? Like, these teams are gross. That's yep. the problem. When you, put gr- when you put nine guys who are all amazing hitters against nine guys who are all amazing hitters on Puerto Rico or Venezuela or Cuba or whatever, right? Like, you're going to have really good ball no matter what the pitch clock is. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I, I'm excited, and um, I'm going to be at the ballpark in the you're, first opening week. You're going to be seeing Owl at the ballpark. Yeah, for that is that is for sure. I'm I'm thinking I'd like to catch... One game from the they're playing the Tigers in a three game set, I believe, to open yep. it up. Then they get Tampa, which that one I'd like to go to just because it's Kevin Kiermeyer's old team, and yeah. you know they have also have good players like Randy or Rosarena, and you know yeah, they play for Mexico right now. Tyler Glass now, um, guys like that. That's the other thing too. The Rays pitching is gonna be pretty gross. Should be, too. Should be, should be gross. Yeah, too. with McClanahan as well. And um, yeah, McClanahan, he was he was so good until he got hurt. And then there was one. There's a few more too. Drew Rasmussen, yep. and uh, Jordan Springs, yep. who is 
uh, kind of like a relief pitcher slash well, bullpen guy, but like are. they all they're all starters now. Yeah, except for Glass now. They're all kind of like mid like reliever slash. Glass, anyway. yeah, Glass now is a starter. But anyways, he'll be he'll be fun to watch. But yeah, that's the series I'm gonna try to catch the most. But I'm definitely gonna try to catch like probably game two, uh, or maybe the third game of the set. But anyways, I'm gonna be at the ballpark a lot. Yeah, especially I- now that I'm staying in Toronto too this summer after the school year. So. Yeah, exactly. No going home this time. Now you're staying here. Yeah, I know. You're, you're I now love a city it. if you will. It's ama- a what? Now you're a city it. Oh sure, there you go. But anyways, I'll I'll definitely be there. Definitely be there for Alec Evian. I definitely will not be because the Jays suck. And I'll only go if the you Yankees suck. are there. And they'll only go if the Yankees are there to watch him absolutely crush him with Darren Judge hitting another 60 bombs. But anyway, that'll be here for us for the Outrage for Alec Evian. I'm Spencer Byers. We'll see you next time. Same place, same time. Hopefully next Monday.